Welcome to episode 35 of the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. The preaching of the gospel should produce an understanding that we are lost and in need of a Savior. This is Leadership in Context, a conversation on leadership in the context of the local church. For show notes, email podcast at innerpastors.com. And now here's Keith Tusi. We're going to do part two on three fatal presuppositions I believe some people are making, especially directed to Andy Stanley's new book, Irresistible, and his belief system that we should unhitch ourselves from the Old Testament. I believe there are some presuppositions that he is unwittingly catering to and making theological uh, dead ends with. Uh, The first I talked to you uh, about on our last broadcast, I'd encourage you to take uh, some time and you can go back and listen to that. Presupposition number two is that if we preach the gospel and people are offended that we did a bad job. Now, I'm not saying it's not possible to do a bad job in preaching the gospel, and I'm not saying that we can offend some people out of the flesh. But, uh, but what I am saying uh, very clearly is there is a place where we preach the gospel and people are offended because they need to be offended. Because the gospel offends their place of sin. So I want to just walk you through a few scriptures so that we can understand this. And it's important because we've got a whole generation of new believers, young Christians that are really thinking like this. It's really called antinomianism. It's being lawless. It's making up the rules as you go. And the truth is that there are times when Jesus preached out of complete love and sincerity and people were offended. And there are times when you're going to preach out of complete love and sincerity and people are going to be offended. Your job is to do your due diligence, make sure you're preaching correctly, make sure your heart is right and your hands are clean but nonetheless to preach the things that need to be preached. Now in Romans 4, he makes the statement. He says in verse 15, For the law brings about wrath, but where there is no law, there is no violation. If there is no speed limit, you can go as fast as you want, and nothing is wrong. So the law convicts us, And if we don't respond to conviction, it condemns us. It tells us that we are lost and that we are under wrath. It's better to find out that we're under wrath now than stand before God, surprised someday, saying no one ever told me about the wrath that was to come. Because wrath is poured out where there is sin, but mercy is poured out where there is grace and forgiveness. So we see this in Romans 4.15. Now, interestingly, in Romans 4, by the way, when he's talking about the law, he's really talking about a people. He's talking about the Jewish people when he's talking about the law, meaning that those people that identify with the law there, and then he counteracts that with those who are born of faith uh, so that we can understand the context there. Then if you go to Romans 5.13, He says the same thing again in a little different way. He says, For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed or put to their account 
when there is no law. So again, if there is no violation, there's nothing for us to be charged with. So part of preaching the gospel is not only to warn people that there is a wrath laid to their account, but it's to redeem people to tell them that the account has been paid in full. So that does mean that people can be offended. Uh, I think if you took a survey for people, especially not raised in church, uh, did not have a Christian background, I would say that most of those people encountered some degree of offense. Uh, They were not happy the first time they heard the gospel. Maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm right. That's my take on it. Uh, But certainly, we have to understand that in order for a person to be found, they have to be lost. They have to be lost. And I believe we're trying to find people, we're trying to get people found who have no concept that they're lost. And the preaching of the gospel should produce an understanding that they are lost. Now look at Romans 5.20 in that same chapter, a little bit later on, he says, the law came in so that the transgression would increase. So God piled the law on so men could see how offensive they were to God. They had no ability to please God. There was nothing in them. Their righteousness was filthy rags. There was nothing they could do to attain salvation whatsoever. And God pouted on, hoping that we would break, that Christ would become our stumbling stone, and we would come to him. The rest of that verse says, But where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. Now, the interesting thing to me, when I'm seeing a lot of the hyper-grace stuff being argued about I'm hearing a lot about grace, but I'm not seeing grace. And I believe their definition of of grace is divine slack, not God's definition of grace, which is divine empowerment. So we see here again that where sin increased, grace abounded. How do you get grace moving? How do you get abounding grace? I've asked this question to people who were really, you know, kind of prophets of a hyper-grace message. I said, well, how do you get more grace? And they just stare at you. And the answer is that you get more grace when you get more forgiveness, and you can't get more forgiveness unless you understand their sin, and you can't understand their sin unless you stumble over the law. So grace abounds where there is sin. Too much is forgiven There is great rejoicing. Would you not agree with me? So we have this presupposition, I think, that is affecting a lot of young ministers, a lot of the the, uh, people that are listening to people like uh, Stanley, and they're coming to this kind of presupposition that if I'm really doing a good job and and I'm really laying the gospel out there and I'm doing it like smooth as I should be, that people are not going to be offended with me. Well, there's two problems with that. Number one, people are going to be offended. Number two, you're putting yourself in a position where you are purposely not going to do or say something for fear of them being offended because if they're offended, then you have done something wrong. We've got to lift that barrier off of our shoulders. Again, not that there's a premium in offending people or we should take liberties with that. Let the word be offensive. It is a sword, but we do swing the sword. 
but nonetheless, the sword does need to be swung. And if we want to have abounding grace, then we're going to have to come to understand that there are people that are going to be offended at the preaching of the word. Now, they shouldn't be uh, offended with our carrying-ons or or church services that are run sloppily or things that are not done right or preaching that's out of context. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about preaching the word and doing so with integrity and authority. Let's lose this presupposition that if I am really godly and I really do a good job at the preaching of the gospel, everybody's going to be happy and nobody's going to be offended. Look, it didn't work for Jesus. It's not going to work for you. It didn't work for anybody else in the Bible either, but it didn't work for Jesus. And he's the example. And we need the law that transgression will come, that transgression comes, there's a conviction of sin, and with the conviction of sin, there's true repentance, and with true repentance, there is the new creation reality, and that's where grace abounds. I am convinced more than ever that the reason we're seeing conversions that seemingly are not full is because there's not really full conviction. There's a desire to have a life change. And there's the desire to be delivered from sin, sin that is offensive to us and offensive to other people. But ultimately, we've got to ask God for his forgiveness for the sin that offends him. Hey, this is Keith Tusi. It's been good to be with you. And I hope you'll uh, take time to listen to Leadership in Context. Go back and listen to some of the other episodes and be with me every week as we go through the word together. Today, Keith continued the discussion on false presuppositions. In order for a person to be found, they have to be lost. There is a place where we preach the gospel and people are offended because they need to be offended. The gospel offends their place of sin. The preaching of the gospel should produce an understanding that they are lost and in need of a Savior. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, check out our website, nrpastors.com. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.